The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. refi boom is over and purchases are few and far between. So what is there to sell? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director of the Mortgage News Network. The refi boom is over and purchases are few and far between. So what is there to sell? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director of the Mortgage News Network, and I recently sat down with Ralph Rosniak of Moneyhouse at Originator Connect to talk about the potential for reverse mortgages. Let's hear what he had to say. Hi, Ralph. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm a broker. I'm kind of, you know, I'm not new to this industry. The right. refi boom is over. Purchases are few and far between. Tell me about reverse mortgages. Um, and it's funny because normally I would be telling you in a typical year that, you know, this is going to be the year for reverse mortgages because the past, it hasn't been that great. We have been as out of control as the forward market was during the refi craze. Oh. Why would you want to look at this product now? <clears throat> because, <clears throat> excuse me, there's even more potential for the reverse mortgage product in the next two years based upon the pandemic having affected so many seniors and their equity being converted to cash already to some degree, but their lack of cash as well. Their lack of cash. So yes. they have the equity in their home they and do. They, they need to, they're going to need to tap into that. Right. And th when they may have looked at the reverse mortgage product two years before the pandemic, they're now two years older and their properties are actually worth more today than they were two years ago. So this is good, but there's a lot of misconceptions about reverse. Yeah, the, some of those, you know, the product's been around since 1989. Some of those misconceptions that they're expensive or they don't own their, the bank owns their home, things like that. Those are, through education over the years, have kind of fallen by the wayside. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps the biggest fear now is really one that hasn't been talked about, and that is, is I'm living much longer how long is this thing going to be available to me? Okay. So we actually use tables 9394 as the expected rate that we look at for the average life of a senior today. And then what about people who are worried about, you know, what happens when I pass away? The home won't be able to go to my well, child, or is well, that also a misconception? Well, out there in our audience is one <laughs> of my children that knows that when we die and pass, pass away, my wife and I both have a reverse mortgage, um, the home will be sold probably by the servicer, which is the typical way, and any equity left would go to my estate, 
Okay. And because this is a negatively amortizing loan, um, the balance would then be offset by the proceeds of sale. Okay. So there, if there was no deficiency balance, the estate is not responsible, the kids aren't responsible. But at the same time, if there's an excess, they would, well, they would benefit from it. They would benefit from it. Mm -hmm. That's, that's it's, amazing. It's, it's so, ama well, you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of the parents are worried about the prevailing back thought, I guess, in the brain of many seniors is, is I want to leave something for my children. Mm -hmm. um, and the new prevailing uh, attitude, I guess, among seniors is uh, you just aren't going to have an inheritance based upon our home. We've, we've uh, provided you with a good education, cars, clothes, the best of best. It's our turn now. I mean, I'm 68 years old, and I told that to my kids. You know? It's your turn now. It's my turn now. I'm getting a reverse mortgage. <laughs> um, so yeah, but we, it was a it was a great opportunity. I experienced it myself. I almost feel like a really good poster child, only because I didn't need one. I'm still working. Mm -hmm. I basically had the big house on the golf course though, and traded that big big payment in for really no principal and interest payment every month. That's amazing. So yeah. And so have, have brokers come on kind of, I mean, the product's been around for a long time. Have they begun to warm up they to have, this? They have. They have. Actually, many of the brokers, their pipelines are almost empty now between the combination of no real interest in the refi anymore because of the high rates. And they're looking for products. This is a great product to add at this point. Is it easy to add this? Is it, it is very easy. Um, we provide the software for free because it's not the same software they're used to using on the forward side. We provide a lot of education and marketing support. There's really only eight or nine of us that are active lenders in the entire reverse mortgage space. So we are the ones that are Ginnie Mae issuers that put that out onto Wall Street, put the product out there. And as a result, we kind of all... We have the same rates, basically the same pricing and so forth. Where we vary is the quality of service and the amount of education and support and training we do for our customers. Okay. So, and, and our customer is really the small and medium-sized broker. Right, okay. So, and they, they're all across the industry. Many new brokers are, are one-man, two-man shops that are just starting to get into reverse mortgages. Um, is there any advice do you have for, for these people as they, as they do this? I think like the, to start, you know, do you start yeah. small with well, like a few of no. these or? First of all, the first question that most brokers want to know is, is how do I market them? And what we basically tell them is, is you need to go back to grassroots and find out how you got successful marketing the products you forward products. The next thing is the most important thing is you be, need to become an education expert on the product with your potential customers. And one of the things I spoke about this morning was they need to get a copy of the application package and read the entire package and know what the borrower is going to be provided information-wise and what they're going to be signing and so forth. That is a self-education that does tremendous amounts of confidence in their ability to work with seniors going forward. So how big is this marketplace? How many seniors qualify um, for this now? A couple of stats that change all the time. Less than 3% of the eligible seniors, 62 or older, actually have a reverse mortgage, which is a 97% potential origination space for brokers. 
about 40% of available equity today for lending is concentrated in seniors. So that's a great, about 11,000, the number changes, about 11,000 uh, seniors per day actually become eligible for a reverse mortgage. And those numbers represent a tremendous origination potential mm -hmm. for brokers that have been somewhat focused on refis for the last two, two years. This is a product that has great potential. And as I said, going forward, even, even more impact because of the seniors have financial longevity goals and independence goals. They don't want to necessarily look to their children to support them. Mm -hmm. um, and they need to retool their retirement strategy because some of the things, their 401ks, their savings, things like that, that they hoped to and planned on have diminished or their lives have improved such that they're going to be living much longer than they thought. Fantastic. Well, so, thank you so much. I appreciate this. Look forward to it. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here are your headlines for today, August 26th. Really, a California-based real estate and fintech platform announced it will begin a shutdown and layoff of most of its workforce on September 9th. The six-year-old company did not say how many employees are on its staff, nor how many jobs will be cut. It also did not state whether it will offer a severance package to laid-off employees. In other news, just 10 days after announcing it would shutter its wholesale lending business, Loan Depot told federal regulators it plans to reduce its funding capacity. In a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission, the nation's second largest retail mortgage lender said it made the decision based on current and projected mortgage loan originations. Zillow is reporting that the share of applications for arms rose to 12.6% in June before dipping slightly to 12.2% in July. Those two months mark the first time the share of arms has risen above 12% since August of 2007. And finally, Redfin reported that the new listings of homes for sale fell 15% year-over-year in the four weeks ending August 21st, the biggest annual decline since the start of the pandemic. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.